As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. If I sell a stock, the government takes its share, and then I get to invest what's left over. Not true with income property using the 1031 tax deferred exchange, which is a tremendous benefit. Best ever listeners, you ready to take your online advertising into the big leagues? Are you ready to get more leads? Well, how about... We do all this for free. Yeah, sure, free. Well, it starts out with a free strategy session with Dan Barrett. You recognize his name, episode 565, titled Google AdWords and Cutting Edge Strategies. He's the only certified Google partner agency that works exclusively with real estate investors. That's why I'm talking about him. And he's managed over a million dollars of client spend and scored an 80th percentile for or higher for best practice. Basically, he knows his stuff. And he is offering a free strategy session for one hour to do a deep dive with you and learn about your market and collaboratively come up with an online advertising strategy based on your target audience. And he's offering to do this for the best ever listeners. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. I mentioned free. Well, the strategy session is free. And then... You can either take the online advertising strategy that he comes up with on the call and go implement it yourself. There you go. It's free. Or you can have him and his agency do it for you. It's a turnkey solution. And by the way, that likely wound up being free too, assuming that you're closing on the leads that he's generating for you as a result of all the efforts. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. He's got some amazing stuff. Ask him about the pre-targeting for direct mail lists that he does. It's something unique to their company, and it's pretty exciting stuff. He's noticing some tremendous results as a result of doing pre-targeting. So ask him about that. AdWordsNerds.com forward slash Joe. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any fluff. We don't do it. And because it's Sunday, well, first off, I hope you're having a best ever Sunday. And because it's Sunday, we're doing a special segment called Skill Set Sunday 
by the end of our conversation, you're going to have a skill that you didn't have before or perhaps hone a skill that you had before even further. With us today, Jason Hartman. Nice to have you on the show again. And best ever listeners, if you recognize Jason's name, well, that's because... You are a listener of one of his many podcasts. One of them is the Creating Wealth Show, or perhaps you recognize him from a previous episode. If you want to hear his best ever advice, then episode 38, we've had him also on the show, I believe one other time since then. Also, Jason is the founder and CEO of Platinum Properties Investor Network. He has 21 businesses in investing, finance, real estate development, tech spaces. He's owned properties in 11 states, had hundreds of tenants, and been involved in several thousand real estate transactions based in Las Vegas, Nevada. And with that being said, Jason, before we dive into our skill set Sunday, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your focus? Sure. Really quickly, I got into the real estate business because at age 16, I became interested in being an investor after growing up poor and seeing one of those gurus on an infomercial that impressed me. And I got my real estate license in my first year of college. I was 19, bought my first investment property from one of my clients about six months later when I was 20 and a half. <laughs> and it's just gone on from there. I love real estate. I think it's income properties, the most historically proven asset class in the world. And it's great that guys like you on your show are spreading the virtues of it because the world appears to be catching on, Joe, that Wall Street isn't the way to go. Real estate is the way to go. I always love being able to control my own investment dollars versus having someone else do it. So what we're going to talk about today is how to analyze a deal better and understand how we may be winning even though we think we're losing. So basically how we keep score in investing. And so Jason, how do you want to kick this off? Well, Joe, that's a great thing because my real estate company helps people invest in properties nationwide. And you've had thousands of clients over the years. We've been doing this for 13 years working exclusively with investors. Of course, I have my own investment portfolio that consists of about 270 units now, I think something like that. I've got some partners on some of them. But sometimes in real estate, we get discouraged. Things aren't working out. We have an eviction. We have a tenant who trashes our property. We have a tenant that just is perpetually late every month with the rent. And it's just important to understand for our own psychology in evaluating what other people tell us also out there in the marketplace, understand how to properly keep score. And many times I have seen investors and felt myself like I'm losing. And I've seen these other investors telling stories of tales of woe like they're losing, but they're really winning and they just don't know it because they don't know how to keep score. So that's what I'd like to dive into today. And I would think that intuitively we would know if we're winning or losing because we're looking at the money that comes in and out of our bank account. So what are people missing? Well, it's a lot more than money coming in and out of the bank account. If we just looked at it that way, Joe, and I, I know you realize this, but maybe some people listening don't always see this. If you look at the story of the Titanic, for example, the Titanic hit an iceberg and it sank. And what they didn't realize is that most of the impact, most of the mass of that iceberg is underwater. And that's true with income property too, because it's a multi-dimensional asset class. 
And as such, looking at the money coming in and out of our bank account is just one measure of ROI or return on investment. That would be considered our cash on cash return. But there are many other dimensions that are not apparent necessarily to investors that they realize later. And so if they just look at it from a cash on cash perspective, and if they have a couple of bad months, if they have a vacancy, if they have a big maintenance issue or a tenant that trashed the property issue, and they've got to spend a bunch of money, they wouldn't be evaluating it holistically. And what I say is you've got to look at the big picture. It's important in real estate and in life in general to step back like a painter from that canvas and look at the big picture once in a while. Sometimes we have to be looking at the brush strokes, but sometimes we also have to step back and look at the big picture. And that is why real estate investors can feel like they're losing when they're actually winning sometimes. And are you talking about tax benefits and long-term appreciation, stuff like that? Yeah, I'm talking about those and other things. I'm talking about the value of leverage. Of course, that's one of the things we love as real estate investors, the fact that we automatically, on most of our deals, have a partner. And that partner is called the bank or the lender, whoever finances that property for us, where we're probably only putting in one-fifth of the cost of that asset, and they're putting in four-fifths of it if we put 20% down. So we get leverage, we get appreciation over time. Appreciation is not always instant. Sometimes we have depreciation. But the nice thing is, in those depreciating markets, typically rents will strengthen because people aren't leaving the renter pool and entering the buyer pool because they don't have any urgency to. So rents a lot of times in the depreciating markets will actually strengthen so we can adjust strategy and we can either be in a capital gain strategy where we're banking on appreciation or we can be in a cash flow strategy where we're banking on upward price pressure on our rents. So multidimensional, very good there. Tax benefits, of course, we don't realize until the following year. Sometimes we don't realize them until much later when we do 1031 exchanges on our properties. Income property is the most tax-favored asset class in America, and there are three primary tax benefits. Number one, and it's the smallest I'll start with, is that if our properties are local or especially non-local, we can deduct a lot of expenses associated with running our real estate business because it is a business just like any other business where we have business expenses. So maybe some of our travel expense maybe some of our cell phone expense, our internet service expense, software that we would otherwise use anyway in our lives. A lot of these things can be expensed off with the properties. So that's a small one. The next one that is really one of the holy grails of tax benefits is depreciation, where we can take and depreciate the property over 27.5 years if it's a residential property, and 39 years if it's a commercial property. So residential has about a 25% faster depreciation schedule. And if we qualify for the depreciation benefit, it's a non-cash write-off. So as a non-cash write-off, we don't have to actually spend money to get a tax benefit. Every other area of life, we have to spend money to get a tax deduction. So donate to charity or spend more money on our business. We get a deduction with income-producing real estate. We could have the property appreciating in value. We could have positive cash flow. 
In other words, everything could be going great, yet the IRS will still let us use a paper loss, a phantom deduction, to get a tax benefit. And that is an absolutely beautiful thing. One of the ways that wealthy people can pay little or even no income tax if they own enough real estate and really, really benefit. And we got to remember, Joe, taxes are the single most expensive thing in any of our lives for the vast majority of people listening. And then the third one, and this is not realized usually until much later, is that we can trade the asset all our life on a 1031 tax-deferred exchange and not pay any tax. If we have a business, if we own stock, and if we sell it, we got to pay tax before we get to reinvest it. With income property, we can sell it, trade around, move around maybe to different geographies, different product types. A couple of times, I've exchanged single-family homes for apartment complexes or a mobile home park. I still own those now. And that's just great that I get to reinvest everything. The government doesn't take a cut and reduce the amount that I get to reinvest. Of course, I sold a business years ago, and when I sold my business, the government took a cut before I got to do anything else. There was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If I sell a stock, the government takes its share, and then I get to invest what's left over. Not true with income property using the 1031 tax-deferred exchange, which is a tremendous benefit. So you listed out ways to keep score, cash on cash return, the value of leverage. I love that one-fifth of the cost example. I never thought about it that way. Appreciation, tax benefits, and then you listed those three primary ways. Now, if we're building a scorecard, how do we know what grade to give each of these? Is there a certain range or a milestone that we'd like to reach within cash on cash return, leverage, appreciation, and tax benefits? Yeah, that's a great question. So some of them are pretty hard to quantify. And the holy grail of metrics used by real estate investors to evaluate return on investment is something called IRR. I'm sure you've talked about it on prior episodes. But IRR stands for internal rate of return. And it basically evaluates Every aspect of the real estate deal, usually you're not going to get a proper evaluation of internal rate of return unless you do it over at least maybe five years. But that internal rate of return is the holy grail of metrics because what it does is it takes into account cash flow, closing costs in and out of the deal, leverage, expenses, income, basically everything except one thing that I'm going to tell you about that is one of the things in keeping score I did not mention, and it's a little more exotic. I want to say it's my own invention. It's certainly not my own invention, but I will say that it is one of my major discoveries that many people aren't aware of. So we'll talk about that in just a second if we can. But basically, internal rate of return will evaluate all of this. And See, it's hard to build that scorecard because if you sell the property on a 1031 exchange and you go into a new property and you hold that new property for five years and the first one for five years, and now 10 years have gone by, the way you would have to compare that can get pretty complex because if you were saying, look, 
I owned a mutual fund for 10 years, or I was a stock market investor for 10 years, or I bought bonds for 10 years, and I traded them. And each time I traded them, if I took a loss on the stock, for example, the government would only let me write off, I believe the rule is only up to $3,000 per year in losses, although you might have a half a million dollars a year in losses. Now, you can carry it forward, but who's going to live long enough to write off all those losses, right? So that deal sucks. If you have a gain, and hopefully you have a gain, you sell, you pay your tax, either long-term or short-term capital gains, and then you get to reinvest what's left over. So I think it's pretty easy for most people listening to understand how this picture can get pretty complex. And I would love to just put a number on it for everybody. And the closest I can get is the way we do performas on my website. And I have a 27-minute video any of your listeners can take advantage of. It's right there at jasonhartman.com. It's totally free. And it really dives into how to analyze a real estate deal and how to keep score. Now, Joe, I said that there was one more sort of exotic or esoteric metric. And I say that, but it's not exotic at all. It's real. It's just something that is hidden from view for most people. And I believe when you had me on before, we talked about it, and I call it inflation-induced debt destruction. And basically what this is, is it's this hidden wealth creator that happens behind the scenes. And when you syndicate an apartment building and you have financing on that, and all of your investors go in on that deal, that debt is getting constantly debased by inflation. Now, yes, the tenant's of your project pay it off over time by reducing the loan balance, and that's great. But that's the minor benefit. The big benefit is this inflation-induced debt destruction. So take, for example, a property or a portfolio. Like in my world, I love just little, simple, single-family homes. And say someone buys 10 single-family homes, and they have $1 million dollars in leverage or debt against those single-family homes. And maybe the portfolio is worth $1.2 million when they bought it. Now, they, Joe, will get their mortgage statements right after they buy it, and they can look and see that their loan balance today is $1 million. But with the Trump administration, pretty much everybody believes, including myself, that Trump is inflationary. And from a philosophical perspective, if we were to talk about the Federal Reserve and central banks and all of this, I would say I hate inflation. But from a selfish perspective, as a real estate investor, I love inflation. I love it, love it, love it. It is the true home run for income property investors. I'll just take for easy math sake and just say that if we look at an inflation rate of 5%, Now, from 1972 to 2002, the official stat was 5.3%. So some years inflation was high, some years it was low. But if we just average it, the real number at 5%, of course, the government understates this for people, then that million dollars, inflation is basically paying off $50,000 a year of our debt for free every year in the background. Most people think that they made money because the value of the property went up, but the property really doesn't go up that much compared to inflation. It kind of keeps pace with it pretty well. Mm -hmm. The way investors beat inflation is they use leverage. 
So if they have a four to one or five to one leverage ratio, then they outpace inflation by four or five to one. And that's beautiful. But in addition to leverage, inflation is also reducing the value of that debt because we pay it back in cheaper dollars every year. Mm, mm, And it's beautiful. When I was on Ryan Moran's show, and I know you know Ryan, he said, Jason, I'm having a braingasm right now. (laughs) I thought that was a funny word. (laughs) And this is something, it's like this hidden wealth creator in the background that most people, they don't even know it made them rich, but it did because they haven't been able to quantify it. Just know with 5% inflation and a million dollars in debt, you're getting 50 grand a year that is just a free ride in addition to all of the other multidimensional areas in which we earn our return. Does that assume that the debt is at a fixed rate, not a a variable? Great point. I'm really glad you pointed that out. I love three-decade-long fixed-rate mortgages. They are incredible because, look, if someone borrows – money today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. Just think about this thought experiment, Joe, of understanding that you will not make the last payment on that mortgage until 2047. 2047. That's insane. It's incredible. The fact that we can get three-decade-long, incredibly cheap fixed-rate mortgages is like the gift from Well, it's not the gift from God, but it's the gift from the government because real estate in America by the federal government, and it has been ever since the Great Depression through Fannie Mae and now Freddie Mac too. And so other countries do not have these benefits. In most other countries, you will not be able to get a 30-year fixed rate mortgage. You'll get a 30-year mortgage amortization, but it's renegotiable every five or seven years. In the U.S., we have a very special real estate market. Jason, where can the best ever listeners get in touch with you? My website is jasonhartman.com. My podcast, and we have had Joe Fairless as one of our distinguished guests, is available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, any podcast platform. Just search Jason Hartman or go to jasonhartman.com. Well, how we keep score, you listed four things, cash on cash return, leverage, appreciation, tax benefits. You got into the details on three primary tax benefits, deducting expenses, running the business because we are running a business, taking depreciation and 1031 exchange, as well as looking at the IRR, the internal rate of return, and pointing out that the inflation-induced debt destruction term that you use, basically, we're locking in financing at a fixed rate, and then inflation happens. So we're using today's inflated dollar to pay down yesterday's fixed debt. And the best ever listeners, if you go to a website I just became familiar with, shadowstats.com, they'll actually say that the inflation is higher than 5% that the government reports, which that $50,000 on a million bucks that you just mentioned, Jason, would turn to. They say 8% is inflation. So $80,000. Yeah, 80 grand a year, free money. <laughs> so Jason, thanks so much for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, thank you, Joe. Happy investing to you and your listeners. Got your free strategy session to generate online leads yet? Well, if not, go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. Dan Barrett's going to give you a concrete online advertising strategy by the end of the conversation. You can choose to implement it yourself or you can work with this team and they'll implement it for you. 
adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. Are you ready to grow and protect your wealth in any market? Join Cashflow Tactics to learn the exact strategies real estate investors can use to maximize returns using whole life insurance as a new banking resource. Visit CashflowTactics.com. That's C-A-S-H-F-L-O-W-T-A-C-T-I-S dot com.